You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 298. If I had to do anything differently, I think one thing that stuck out in my mind about this deal, I was a little timid to give my my offer. And one thing you guys kind of always preach is if you're not uncomfortable with your first offer, you didn't go low enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying. So I wasn't as uncomfortable and, and I realized that I probably could have gone lower. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I will be hosting today's podcast and I am super excited as always. You're probably like, no, you said this last time, Cody. You're always excited and this is true, but I will tell you there's something unique about this story that will resonate with so many individuals listening Today. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast and are just listening for the first time, first and foremost, I want to say welcome to Rhino Nation. Welcome to Wholesaling Inc.'s podcast. We are going to be talking about wholesaling real estate. And simply all that is, is just the art of finding deeply discounted properties that you can then turn for a huge profit. And some of those ways we'll be talking about, but you might have heard of like an assignment of contract or fixing and flipping homes, or keeping them as rentals. Really, the exit strategy is totally up to you, but the whole point is, if you can learn to find deeply discounted properties over and over again consistently, you are going to be the one that can ultimately live the life of their dreams. And so, we have with us today Kenya Evans, and she's from Orlando, Florida, She joined the tribe just a few months back in December of 2018, so it's been a few months, and she just did her first deal, and I love this whole story. It's going to touch a lot of you. It's going to reach to many listeners today because it wasn't easy. It was a struggle, and we hear so many people not getting into wholesaling because they've heard of all the struggle or, oh, I gave up because of the struggle. Kenya did not give up, and she is grateful she didn't. So let's bring on Miss Kenya Evans. How the heck are you, Kenya? Hey, hey, Cody, how you doing? I'm glad Good. to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, what an honor. And your story is awesome. I've already got a little bit of chills going on here. It's going to be some good stuff. So tell our audience, our listeners, what got you involved in really even wanting to get involved in wholesaling? Sure. So for those of you who don't know. Um, so I, I work full time as a mechanical engineer and I always wanted to get out of the rat race. And I came across this video from uh, the breakfast club with a guy named Mark Witten. And he started talking about how you can make money with investing in real estate without getting in a lot of debt. So I was like, Oh really? I started doing some research and I found out he was talking about wholesaling and I kind of got into it and I started seeing people like, uh, Max Maxwell, Wholesale the Millions, um, you guys. And I started listening and catching on. And 
thought it was about time for me to find a mentor to to guide me in this whole uh, process. Tell me a little bit about this, Katie, because this is you say something interesting that I think a lot of the listeners listening today. What is it? And and this is not to say us in general, but what is it about mentorship and guidance that made you want to go that route versus just trying it on your own? Great question. So a lot of people had. So I went to something we call YouTube University, right? And, <laughs> yeah, the, the location that has killed more entrepreneurs than cancer. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> right, right. So everyone had their own advice, their own contracts. Everyone had their way of doing things. And I'm a systematic person. You know, my dad was in the Air Force and everything and very disciplined. I need a system. So I and you're a mechanical engineer. Engineers are definitely yeah. system individuals. Yes, exactly. We need a process. We need a system, you know, step by step. I can't be scatterbrained. So, you know, it was it was put in my heart to find a mentor and I didn't want to come across any scammers or anything. So I prayed about it. And that's when uh, God led me to you guys. And I signed up. Awesome, awesome stuff. So was it unicorns and rainbows, Kenya? Was this just the easiest thing? Like, oh my goodness, all I did is I just listened to Tom and Cody and then, wow, the doors opened. I found my first deal. No, definitely not. I, I want to relate it to at least the story that I've heard about marriage. It's, it's the honeymoon phase and then stuff starts getting a little shaky and everything. And I'm like, oh man, I I don't think if I can do this, doubt kind of came into my mind, but that's, that's where you surround yourself with good people. Um, my mother, who's a, uh, who's a pastor, she always gave me words of wisdom, words of encouragement. She said, Kenya, don't give up, don't give up. So that actually helped me a lot. And I thank God for her for that. Kenya, you say something that I think is crucial and we, we learn this and we say this a lot and, and you're, you're living proof of this, that you're the average of the five closest individuals you hang out with and who are we surround ourselves out with. And, and the reason is because when times do get tough, which they always do, no matter what occupation you're in, times do get tough. And what is your support that you can lean back on? What is someone that you can go to and share these struggles and trials and challenges? And are they the right people? Because Kenya, you could have went to someone and said, hey, I'm struggling. I'm trying to do wholesaling and real estate. And they're going to be like, well, that's your problem. I mean, didn't you see what happened in 2008? Like, you're crazy. Why'd you get into real estate? And that would have been the wrong people to surround yourself with. But you surrounded someone that said, no, Kenya, you got this girl. Like, go get it. Like, you've got this. Don't give up. You've got this. Go after your dreams. And that made a huge difference. I mean, here you are now. We're going to talk about this deal. You've done a deal and now you don't even have to worry about this hope or this faith. It's now a fact that you know this works and it's going to snowball from here going forward. So keep going. Let's go right into this. Like, Let's break this down for our listeners. How did you come across this deal? Let's talk about what was the marketing channel, even like what was the list and let's, let's start right there. Okay. So the marketing channel that I chose was direct mail. And the reason why it's not dead, Kenya, you mean direct mail actually worked? (laughs) It works. It works. You got to be consistent, but it does work. It does work. It does work. And the reason why I chose direct mail, Cody, is because, like I said, I'm a full time engineer. So it was just the best thing to do for my schedule. You know, I I didn't really have time to make calls. So I chose to use uh, what I was making from my job to support and to invest into direct mail. So that's the way I kind of looked at it. And the uh, 
still came from the unknown equity list. You know, and what is it uh, to maybe help our listeners? They're listening to this like unknown equity. Well, first of all, what is equity? But what is unknown equity in just like a in just a short answer? It's basically a, a list of people where you don't really know how much equity they have in a house. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. And equity is just simply the the balance or the difference between right. what the home is worth and what they owe on the home. So. You want a deal to make a deal, and what Kenya's even in, in alluding to is to make a deal. There doesn't just necessarily have to be a motivated seller, but also a seller that has enough equity in the home that will make a deal will actually make a deal happen. So, okay, so keep going. So you sent out direct mail to this unknown equity list, meaning people have equity in their homes. You're sending them a direct mail. Are you sending them a letter? Are you sending them a postcard? What does all that look like? Yeah, send them uh, the postcard that the tribe uses, the the white, I would like Bam! to buy house. Yeah, that's what I used. The so. good old tribe postcard, okay? So it's yes. just a simple, handwritten, simple message that you want to buy their home for cash. And how many mail pieces are you sending out? Were you sending out just a few hundred a week? Were you sending out a few thousand a week? And how long were you mailing before this phone call came in? So I started my mailing campaign February 1st. I'll never forget it. February 1st is when I started and I was on a schedule of doing 2000 mail pieces a week. So 8,000 a month. Awesome. Which is amazing. And I think this is crucial to, to really have people jot down some notes here. 2000 a week. A lot of times we think, Oh, I've got a lot of hustle. I've got a lot of drive. And yes, that is absolutely necessary in wholesaling. But There's a third component that all of us need in any kind of business, whether it's sports, whether it's mechanical engineer, whether it's real estate, and that is enough enough shots or enough attempts or enough swings or enough, like when Steph Curry, why does he make the most three-pointers? Maybe it's James Harden. I don't know who it is, but (laughs) it's because they also shoot the most attempts. They also put out there, they're going to shoot the most threes, and without fail, they're going to make the most threes. And so- I love this. You did not just dabble. It didn't just put 10 mailers out or 15 or 500 direct mail pieces because you really have to give yourself a lot of volume so you can have a lot of shots to let that hustle and drive bring you those deals. So 2,000 a week. This is awesome. Keep going. Right. So I started back in February 1st, 2,000 a week. And, you know, I would sometimes I would get a call here and there on the response rate was a little bit low. I admit here in Orlando, which is why I picked up another marketing channel of uh, Bandit Signs. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it was pretty steady. You know, I would go out, but it gave me exposure. When when people called, I made sure I went out to the um, appointments, looked at the repairs and made sure I did my comps and my research before I went. So it actually gave me good practice. But for some reason, it's just either the price was too high or something else happened or it was always something. So it it never really worked out to my benefit until now. Okay. So let's walk this through. What did the phone call come out to? What did it sound like when you got this phone call? Was it instantly, Hey, I'm motivated. Get out here, make me an offer. Or what did that all come? What did that all sound like? So basically the seller gave me a call. I actually missed it. I had a call right back and they were pretty much trying to rush me off the phone a little bit. I was trying to see where the motivation was and they didn't really have time. And they spoke very little English on top of that. So it was a little bit of a struggle. So I said, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to meet with you. You know, when can I see the property? And 
They said, yeah, sure. Come on by this Saturday and, and I'll be able to show you. So I stopped by Saturday morning and uh, I met the seller. He was he was very nice. And he said his wife couldn't make it, but she was also on the title deed as well. So she would have to agree with everything and the price and everything. And mm -hmm. I already did my research. I knew I couldn't buy their uh, property for more than 80000 it came out to be. And okay. so uh, I actually came in at 70000 Okay. That's now let's give a, let's give me some even context behind this. If it's something like, okay, I know I can't spend more than 80,000. What was the after repair value? If a home was absolutely gorgeous, fixed up, what would it sell for when that is all taken care of? So it came out to around from the research that I put up, it, houses were selling in that area anywhere between 150 through 160,000. Okay. Okay. That area. gives us great context. And in that you knew, hey, to make this work, I can't spend more than 80. So you started negotiating at 70. Correct. Okay. Correct. Talk us through the conversation. How'd that go? So it was a little, it's a little tricky because like I said, the seller didn't really speak that well of, of English. So I just continued to build rapport while I was there. And I remember them saying that they had children and the kids were all grown up now. So I was like, okay, what if I ask him if I can speak to, you know, his daughter or his or his son? Because usually nine times out of 10, the kid usually knows, you know, 100 percent fluent English. So he gave me the contact information for his daughter. And pretty much I did everything through her and he trusted her so that she was like the point of contact between us two. And she made sure that everything was signed by them and that he was understanding what I was saying because I didn't want to you know, pull a fast one on him or anything. I wanted him to, sure. to, to, to be sure that he understood what was going on and what I was offering. So and how did it go? Did you get it at that $70,000 price? Oh, yes. Or would you end up getting it under contract for? Yeah, so I got it under contract for $70,000. He actually agreed. And to be honest, I probably could have went lower, to be honest. But $70,000, he, he actually agreed upon that. And we got the contract signed. Him and his wife, they signed it. I actually used uh, a system called DocuSign because yeah. of, you know, because he lived in another town and it was hard for him to go back and forth. He was a little older. So we just used DocuSign to make sure everything was signed and squared away. So, Perfect. So you have this home under contract. From there, did you end up buying it? Did you keep it as a rental? Did you fix and flip it? Or what did you do with it from there? No, I immediately blasted it out to all my cash buyers through a system called uh, MailChimp. <laughs> uh -huh. So that, that's what so I did. doing what's called like an assignment of contract where you're just going to try and find a cash right. buyer to assign the contract to. Yes, I already okay. knew I wanted to assign this. This is a hot, a very hot area where cash buyers were flipping. So I figured if I assigned it, I could probably find somebody within 48 hours or less. Nice, nice. So you send it out to your cash buyers. How many people were interested? I had 200 people on my list. Half of them opened up the mailing. I also advertised it on Facebook. I had a few hits on it. Some people contacted me and asked me more about the property, but no one committed to my property inspection date, which kind of discouraged me just a little bit. So I didn't know what to do at that point. I got a little discouraged when no one really committed to my property inspection date, uh, mm -hmm. even though it was Easter weekend coming up. So it could have been a holiday. I'm, I'm not really sure. sure. But I didn't really get a lot of huge feedback as I thought because the price was under 
a hundred thousand and it was in a hot area. So I didn't understand. And I just went to God in prayer. And I remember specifically saying, God, I know you gave me this seller. I know this is you. Um, I just need you to help me to close this deal. I need you to give me some type of thought, some type of wisdom to close this deal. And that's when he gave me the thought to go on Zillow and start researching the companies that recently sold in that area. And I started skip tracing the people that recently bought homes directly in that area within a month. And I remember, yeah, so I started skip tracing them, skip trace three companies. It it was kind of hard because they were all in LLC. So I had to do like a reverse engineering type of thing. I'm not the names. And I skip traced three numbers. Two of them answered. They said, no, the last one, I could not find their number. So then I tried looking them up on Facebook, could not find them. So then I tried looking them up on LinkedIn and I found them. I messaged them. (laughs) Hey, I have this property. I've seen you done some properties in the area. Are you interested? I went to sleep, woke up. He said, yes, here's my number. I'm interested. I'll give you a deposit right now. I want it. Wow. Well, here's something, Kenya, I think is incredible. My goodness. I'm, I think I'm going to write more notes than anyone <laughs> here. Like I'm loving this. So a couple things is, and, and we talked about this before we started the podcast that I think is crucial, is it was, it was getting tough. You were spending marketing dollars and it was getting tight for you. And I remember hearing this story along the way saying, man, I need to get a deal soon because my marketing dollars are running out and I got I to gotta make this happen. And you were coming into this, this trial challenging moment and yes. you kept pushing, which is incredible. But then you get the homeowner contract. You have no one respond to it. Instantly, you could be like, oh, man, like bag this. Like, no, this this is awful. I don't want to do this anymore. Or you could have blamed someone. You could have blamed me. You could have blamed God. You could have blamed anyone. Right. But you took a different approach. You went first, I thought what's cool is you went to prayer. And then you get inspired to go on Zillow and start seeing who's working in the area and start reaching out to them. And then that didn't end up being your answer. Exactly. It led you on the journey. But then you started trying to find them, skip trace them. That didn't, that wasn't your answer, but it led you on a further journey. It led you to go to Facebook, couldn't find them. That wasn't your answer, but it was definitely your journey. But you never gave up. And all of a sudden it leads you to think to go to LinkedIn, you find them and you create this deal. This is so huge because most people probably would have given up. And so, yeah. Kenya, what an amazing story of just pushing forward, just the stick to the the just get out there and get it done, and I'm going to make this happen. And ultimately, what did you sell this deal for? I sold it for, I signed it for $85,000, Cody. Holy smokes, Kenya. Hold on, $85,000. <laughs> that means a $15,000 payday. Yes, Okay, you know it's coming, right, Kenya? I know it's coming. Let's you know go. it's Let's coming, go. right, Kenya? You hold on. Here it comes. Woo! Yeah, I've been waiting for that. Holy smokes. A $15,000 assignment. Now, here's something I she put in a ton of work, guys. Rhino Nation, this was not easy. This is not to say that, hey, anyone that just gets into wholesaling, they're going to do a deal. However... When you have this much determination, this much grit, and this much faith and hope to keep pushing forward, what does this feel like now that it has happened? What does that feel like, all that hard work that you put towards this? It feels very, very, very good. I can't even put it into words. And 
I can't, I can't tell you, Cody, how many times, you know, I wanted to give up and, you know, I, I just turned to the word of God or I turned to my mother because I know she's, she's not going to fill my ears with any doubt. She was the one who actually told me, do not give up. Keep pushing. Keep praying. I, I know it's not easy, but keep pushing and keep praying and a deal will come your way. So that just so meant so amazing. So much to me. So, I mean, honestly, like all glory to God, but I'm also very thankful for my mother as well and my father as well, too. You know, he's a he's a man of few words, but he's definitely a great guy, you know. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Kenya, holy smokes. Amazing. Fifteen thousand dollars for your first deal. It's now going to just snowball into many more we always end our podcast the same way. And I know you know what's coming because you've listened to the podcast. And I want to ask you two questions that help Rhino Nation, our listeners. The first one is, looking back hindsight, is there anything you would have done differently if you were starting all over again? Or is there something that you make you would made sure that you'd done the same if you had to start over again? Great question. If I had to do anything differently. I think one thing that stuck out in my mind about this deal, I was a little timid to give my my offer. And one thing you guys kind of always preach is if you're not uncomfortable with your first offer, <laughs> you didn't go low enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying. So I wasn't as uncomfortable and, and I realized that I probably could have gone lower. But at the same time, Cody, you know, my thing is I wanted to be a, a help to him too. And I know that he he put in 50,000. So I wanted him to get a little bit of return. You know what I mean? So, so it it was kind of a balance. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a greedy person. And I think, I think he was happy and I was happy. And the person who purchased, who ended up purchasing the property was extremely happy as well. So just a win, win, win all the way around. Right. Awesome. Okay. And the last one is, what is a book that you would recommend to our listeners that has been game-changing that might have helped with mindset or just create ways that you continue to win? I would have to say Rich Dad, Poor Dad for sure changed my mentality about um, making more money and getting out of the rat race. But my favorite all-time book, I have to say, by far, is The Go-Giver because it's just so incredible. good. Yeah, it really is because it really encourages somebody like myself I'm constantly giving and giving. And sometimes that can be discouraging when, you know, when you're surrounding yourself with people who are, who are takers, so to speak. So it kind of empowered me to kind of keep on giving just the whole law of the law of sowing and reaping and how if God doesn't use, use one person to bless you, he might use it in another, another way or choose another person. So it's always going to come back to you. So never stop giving and never stop loving other people. Awesome. 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 Great, great way to end this podcast. Kenya, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. This is going to inspire, motivate, lift up so many individuals that are listening today. So thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to hop on the Wholesale and Eat podcast and grateful for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much, Cody. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Holy smokes, Rhino Nation. What a podcast. Kenya, who goes out and gets uncomfortable, almost comes down to the point where she has no more money left, but keeps pushing forward, never gave up, surround herself with incredible people, including her mom and her dad, but incredible people, the tribe, that were just big cheerleaders to say, let's roll. Like, you got this. You can do this. And ultimately doing her first deal that paid her $15,000. Now, 
right. Rhino Nation, this can be you. You can do this. This is not just luck. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it takes a lot of work, but you can do this. This is living proof that anyone can do it that's willing to get out there and get uncomfortable, stay uncomfortable, and push forward. And if you'd like personal help, head on over to www.wholesellinginc.com, book a call with our team, and if it ends up sounds like it'd be a fit, we'll be super excited to help you along your way to get your first wholesale deal as well. Until next time, guys, God bless, and we'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.